0: Kim Grenolds of dogman.com, another edition of Dogman Radio. And full disclosure, we've got Cody Pickett with us today. We had Cody Pickett with us a couple of days ago, but we had technical difficulties where we, the first part of it didn't record. Cody, have you ever had like a practice where you just had to say, yeah, we got to start from the top again?
1: Yeah, unfortunately I have. You know, you get get better with practice. So we'll take another run at it here and and hopefully we'll make it a little bit more sense, I guess.
0: All right. You know, first of all, let's just tell people, um, you know, what is Cody Pickett up to? I know you're back in Boise metro area, but you're back home in Boise. Tell people what you're up to.
1: Yeah, back home in Boise, uh, loving life here in the Boise Valley. I actually live in Meridian, Uh, have my insurance office in Boise um, built an awesome agency. I'm really proud of where I'm at uh, in the business world with, with my insurance company. Got a great team around me. Um, yeah, so, so writing insurance policies every day and then I'm sneaking down to the gym and uh, coaching high school basketball. I've been the girls basketball coach at Eagle High School for seven years. Really proud of what we've been able to do. We've We've been in the top five in the state six years in a row. Uh, third place last year, won a state championship the year prior, um, and I just switched over to boys, so I'll be coaching the boys team at Eagle High School going forward. Um, excited about that. I've got three three little ones uh, that that I'm really proud of. I've got a nine year old, seven year old, and a four year old, and uh, got my wonderful wife Carly, who kind of the glue to keep me keep me uh, held together with all this that i got going on. You won a, you want a state championship with your girls? What was that like? I mean, that's really really cool. It was awesome, Kim. I've had so many awesome sporting experiences myself as a player, um, you know, having an opportunity to play a little bit in the Rose Bowl and, you know, playing at Candlestick Park and playing at Soldier Field and, and uh, you know, playing in a state tournament myself as a player. It, it was all awesome experiences, but I never won a state championship uh, as a player um, and seeing kind of how our, our program evolved over the years. I mean, we were so good um, the two years prior. We had we had lost back-to-back state We had a season where we beat the team a couple times, and we lost to them in a state championship after getting after them the week before in a district championship. So it was hard coming in second. And then the second year, which was three years ago, we were undefeated. We were 6-0. We were nationally ranked. We are in the top 25 in the nation. That's pretty cool being here in Eagle, Idaho, being top 25 in the nation. And we actually lost the state championship game to a really good Post Falls team. So uh, that third year of being in the state championship, three years in a row, uh, we came as in as the heavy underdog. We were actually on the reverse side of things. We were playing against the Mountain View team, who was twenty six and zero. Um, and we were able to, to upset them. So it was really, really cool experience for me. Uh, just the relief of uh, finally getting it done after being there th- three years in a row. And then just seeing all the joy on my, my girls'
0: face and, and how proud they were. It was, it was a really cool experience you moved over and now you're coaching the boys what's the big difference besides the size of the ball what's the big difference between coaching the girls and coaching the boys yeah the size of the ball and the size of my team i guess i
1: mean i've had some good sized girls you know uh we've we've been one of the, i guess not the smaller we haven't had six four and six five like some of these other girls programs in our valley but uh you know now i'm i'm looking up with these guys i've got six nine six eight six 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 seven so i got some big guys that are hungry um, you know, they're, they're excited. They're excited. They, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've related pretty well with my girls and I'm still proud of our success, but, you know, these guys, I mean, they can directly relate with, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in high school, but, you know, I was in their shoes not too, too long ago and was a multi-sport guy and I'm going to do the best I can to support multi-sport athletics at Eagle. You know, the guys that are on the football team, I'm to welcome with op- open arms to come play basketball and, and, uh, you know, they're excited. They're excited. I'm excited. Uh, they've had 2 they made it to the state tournament back to back years. Uh, they were close to making some noise this year. They got beaten the semis um, to the eventual state champ. So um, I'm excited about it. So are, are they. And and hopefully this dang virus uh,
0: relaxes a little bit so we can play this this winter. If I'm the head football coach at Eagle High School, I'm wandering over basketball practice <laughs> once in a while and picking Cody Pickett's brain. Do you help out on football at all? You know, I've I've been there for eight years now and uh, you know, we've had a
1: couple different football coaches and they ask, which is awesome. They ask, but uh I'm still I'm still on break from football. I got my toe in the water. My little man Cash uh we've won we'll, we'll say we've won back to back flag championships in the uh the eight and nine year old division. So that's as close to coaching football as I get right now. Uh but we'll see how things evolve and go forward. I, I love I love being in the gym and coaching hoops and you know, I'll give input over there on the football side of things whenever I can, but uh We got a great football program at Eagle, and and, uh, I'm excited to watch and see how they do this year.
0: All right, I'm going to give you the tough one. Right, I saw on Twitter that Taylor Barton's going over to uh, Boise. If I had you and Taylor out of the football field, uh, forty yard line, throwing the football for lunch, who's hitting the crossbar first?
1: (laughs) Is it coming (laughs) out here?
0: (laughs) who's hitting the the crossbar first? I'm hitting the crossbar first. I love
1: Taylor. He's such a good guy. We had, I don't know, how many years of throwing that thing together. As long as Rick didn't beat us, we're doing good. If it was Taylor and I, we'll we'll be all right. But uh, I'm hitting it first. I can't give him that. Uh, As far as breaking down defenses and X's and O's and all that, yeah, he's going to tear me up in that department. But I'm hitting that dang crossbar first.
0: You know, when we the part of the conversation that we had that, uh, you know, I was really upset that didn't record was if you were state player of the year for football and basketball. And we're talking about, you know, you're some of your intramural games. I mean, because you picked up the, you know, the basketball over in the IMA and played with some of those guys. Tell me again about some of those basketball games that you were involved in, because I think the football team had a good basketball team.
1: We really did, you know, and, and I, I was the state player of the year here in Idaho, but my game really didn't evolve until I got over to Seattle. I mean, playing with guys like, you know, we talked about Willie Hurst and, uh, you know, Nate Robinson and, and uh, Jeremy Stevens and, uh, you know, Tank Johnson, all these, Kalief Barnes, all these guys that were really good football players that, that were good basketball players. And, you know, uh, the basketball team wasn't at its highest point when we first got there. So there was... There was a little bit of noise being talked about being able to compete with them a little bit, but uh, then Nate and those guys took the basketball program to the next level. But our IMA games were great. I mean, there's we had a bunch of guys on our on our football team that could really play basketball and it helped my game evolve. And uh, you know, those those IMA games IMA games were were pretty dang competitive over there. Dunk contests are pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> Hence to why we had that. I mean, we're talking about dunk contests. We had a guy in the IMA that ended up winning the NBA dunk contest three times.
0: So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've known Nate forever, right? And um, I just I just remember being out at a football practice and just seeing some of the stuff Nate would do. So much football, but personality-wise, Nate Nate was tell me your best Nate Robinson story.
1: Oh, well, I don't know if I have a,
0: a specific
1: story. I just remember him coming in after that freshman year and being like, "Hey, CP, I'm 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 going to play on the basketball team." I'm like, "All right, cool, man. Good luck." You know, and I'm not coming back to play football. I'm like, "Nate, what do you mean? You're our best corner. Well, you got to come back to play football." And, uh, you know, and I'm like, Nate, you know, our IMA games, I mean, you can play, but you're, you're going to go, think you're going to go make the team and contribute there. And I just remember that conversation and shoot, I just remember fast forward to I think it was the Arizona game where he's getting tip dunks and making the crowd electric. And I was just like, wow, that is awesome. He, w- he wasn't lying. He, he went and did it. And then I remember being in San Francisco. Uh, being in the weight room, getting my workout in and, and seeing the NBA draft come on and, and Nate getting drafted. just such a cool, cool thing. And His personality is so big. What an amazing athlete, uh, big competitor. And, uh, you know, just proud of him and what he was able to do. And then obviously watching him win all the dunk contests and um, just just, just
0: happy for him and, and the career he was able to make. You know, uh, Chuck Eater. I mean, I'm sure you remember Chuck. Chuck told me oh, yeah. numerous times. He said, Nate's an NFL corner, Kim. He's that good. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where, uh, you know, and then he had that. And then I think he came back
1: and tried out for the Seahawks. And I was literally people thought it was a people thought it was a publicity stunt from what I saw. I, I was shocked. They didn't sign him. You know, like he's he really I mean, if he'd have worked on his craft, there's so many you know, guys in high school are good. They're talented. And then in college, they're bigger, stronger, faster. And really taking it to the NFL, it's really working on technique. So I think if 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 Nate would have stayed with that technique, I mean, I think he would have been. Uh, I mean, a starting NFL corner and had a long, long career um, if he had got that technique cleaned up.
0: Because he was fearless. Oh, fearless, fearless,
1: confident, great athlete. I mean, hence, I've said it three or four times now, when you got that's, you know, they're listening to 5'10", and that might be with his cleats on, winning three dunk contests, you know, that's that's, that's crazy, you know? So, yeah, just, just an amazing, amazing athlete, huge personality, and like you said, fearless, and you have to be fearless playing corner.
0: Nate's five ten, I'm six foot. I'll take it. Exactly. That's what I said with some on. <laughs> Um, just wanted to get back and talk to you. You know, when you decided, you know, when Washington started recruiting, tell us a little bit about um, you know, your first involvement with recruiting with uh, Washington and where that all started from.
1: I think that got my first handwritten letter from the University of Washington. I think I was, I don't know, between the sophomore and junior year and thought that was so cool to get a handwritten letter. Love loved the cover purple and Kerry Conklin came out to Caldwell and And uh, started recruiting me, him, and uh, Coach Linehan, Coach Lambright. The staff was awesome. I remember, uh, you know, Coach Colton coming out here to watch me play a game in his Valley View, and, you know, we we got after him pretty good. And, uh, you know, they'd offered me that scholarship. And, uh, you know, I was a huge, huge basketball player and didn't want to miss anything. So I I, I wasn't like these guys are nowadays. They're trying to, you know, make it into, I don't know what you want to call it, just a – uh, the recruiting process nowadays is, is, is crazy. But, uh, you know, I, I, I narrowed it down to a couple schools, went on my recruiting trip to, U, to UW to, to watch them play Utah State. And I remember going to Coach Linehan's office and he had all my press clippings from Caldwell up, which I thought was really cool. I had my jersey on the wall and, and uh, just fell in love with it. You know, I knew I, that's where I wanted to be and
0: uh, so committed to, committed to them that day. And also, you committed, but then there was a coaching change you know with yes. uh, coach Lambright to um, Rick Neuheisel what was that like I mean being in flux like that that was that was it was weird I, I think I was one of the first guys in
1: the class me and I think Kevin Ware might have been early me and Kevin Ware were like the first guys really early um, yeah and actually found out through the Arizona state coaches they called me and said hey Cody are you sure you still want to go to UW and I said oh, what would you absolutely Well, you know, there's gonna be a coaching change. And sure enough, a couple hours later, the news broke. And so um, that was interesting. So that's when Arizona State really came into play. Uh, After Coach Lambright and that staff, they were let go. I actually did take a recruiting trip to Arizona State because I didn't know who the new coaches were. I knew I wanted to be a Husky, but I didn't know if they'd like me, you know, new staff. And I didn't know if if I was even gonna still have an offer there. so I went to Arizona State while I was waiting to see who the new coach was gonna be and and got a little bit anxious of you know Arizona State putting pressure on me of hey, come be here, you know. With, you know, Jake Plummer, I, I knew Jake pretty well and hung out with him a little bit and he was telling me what a great school Arizona State was. Um and I remember being pretty anxious about gosh, I don't know what to do because I don't know if the new guy's gonna, gonna like me and I don't want to pass up on the opportunity here. Um and then Rick got hired. Rick got hired and he called me and, yeah, he, his big personality that he has, he had me on the phone. Hey, you're going to be my quarterback. Let me hear you say go Huskies. And ah, we're working on it in the morning. I'll be there first thing in the morning. And so he he came to call on the next morning after getting hired. And uh, I guess the rest is history. I still wanted to be a, a Husky. And and uh, if he wanted me, which he did, uh, I was excited to be a part of it. So uh, there was a, definitely a change up when they got released, though, when they got let go.
0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law where were you do you remember hearing any names and just the first time you knew isle's name because yeah. I, mean, I remember where we were when it came up it was just like because was a
1: well, name back then he wasn't wasn't it gary Pinkle too wasn't
0: Pinkle one of the guys too yeah, yeah right so yeah. New Eisel, Pinkle. there was was um was joe tiller the guy that was at uh, purdue at that time
1: yeah and and i didn't take a trip out there and i mean i the drew Reed, mentioned. yeah yeah right and that's which was really interesting because purdue was one of the schools that i was getting a lot of love from so um yeah i, I just remember being at my house being at my house and he got announced and he called me really soon after he was hired um and, you know, get to the whole deal of, hey, let me hear you say go Huskies and the whole chicken dinner bit. He loved that. I think that's part of why the chicken dinner bit got played up so much because Coach Neuheisel thought it was thought it was so awesome. So he played it up a ton. But uh, yeah, I just remember being at home and hearing he was the coach and kind of lifting him up a little bit. And, and uh, yeah, he called me right away and, and told me he'd still love to have me come be a part of the program. And so um I, I literally think the next morning he was in town because uh, there was two guys that committed up there. Levi Madrieta um, from Weezer, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know, 45 minutes away from, from where I live. So he came to downtown and saw both of us. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history, I guess.
0: Okay. I mean, everybody knew a little bit about Rick, but uh, how charismatic was he in the living room? How good of a recruiter was he? He was. He was a great recruiter. And, I mean, like I said before, when he's, hey,
1: how you doing, Cody? This is Rick Neuheisel. I go tight. And he just was just selling me right then. Hey, let me hear you say go Huskies. And I said, go Husky. He goes, no, no, no. Let me hear you say go Huskies. Like go Huskies. No, no, no. There's a hundred thousand in the crowd. You got to be loud. You're my quarterback. Go Huskies. I will work on it in the morning. I'll see you in the morning. And he was was the first thing in the morning. So he had a big personality and uh, was like that while I was playing for him as well. Washington in Arizona State. If I wouldn't, yes. If I hadn't gone to Washington, I'd have been to Arizona State. And what was kind of weird about the whole situation is I ended up playing for those coaches. I mean, uh, Cazetto was was our online coach. He was at Arizona State. John Pettis. Those two guys were the primary reason I was interested in Arizona State because I had so much love for those guys. They were great. Um, and they ended up coming to Washington. And it was weird how it all worked out where, you know, those guys ended up coming from Arizona State and then being being my coaches uh, at the school I love. So,
0: Tell me about your relationship with Rick uh, as it started, and uh, the last time you talked to him. What was it like being around Rick uh, playing for? Rick?
1: Yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, uh, Coach Neisel was a great coach. You know, he did—he was a player's coach, and uh, um, you know, he was a player's coach and uh, won a lot of games. And um, you know, I haven't really had much contact with him. When he—I remember I was—I was getting ready to leave. Well, I was not getting ready to leave. I was considering leaving after my junior year because I had had a through for a ton of yards or 44 4500 yards whatever it was that junior year and uh, I didn't want to leave you know Reggie didn't want me to leave because he had to, he had to come back for his sophomore year um, so there was a bunch of chatter on where I would get picked and you know the pre pre-draft things were you know had me and Kyle bowler and Rex Grossman kind of in that second tier of guys carson palmer was going to be the first pick and byron left which was a top five guy and then it was me and bowler and Rex grossman kind of considering that next row and as i remember going in and talking to coach newheisel um you know and he just you know said hey not ready you stay we have a chance to win a rose bowl and your curb streets preseason heisman guy and all this and that's what i wanted to hear i didn't want to leave my dad thought i needed to leave um, and as it turns out if you're looking at straight football my dad was probably right. I probably should have left because, you know, that senior year, I was—I tore my peck in the second game against Indiana and just had a subpar senior year, and we go 6-6. Six and six. But uh, anyway, when he was let go prior to that senior year, I didn't really have much contact with him after that. So hope he's doing well, but I haven't talked to him
0: really at all. When you got to UW, that quarterback room that you walked into? I'm sorry, say it again, Kimmy. cut out? Tell me about the quarterback room that you walked into.
1: Well, Brock had just Brock had just left so it was Marcus Marcus and I ended up living with Marcus for a little while. Marcus was awesome. He was a great leader obviously one of the best husky quarterbacks to ever play at UW, um, was just a just a, a great competitor different different game than how I kind of you know he was an option guy could throw it well but uh, you know I didn't run a lot of option at all in, in in high school I mean a little bit but and then there was uh, JK Scott was there and JK Scott had Scott had a huge arm could really throw it. Um, and there's some other guys, but those are the kind of the main guys, um, and, you know, and having a chance to sit behind Marcus and learn from him for two years was was awesome. It was great.
0: Tell me about when Taylor Barton uh, showed up because you and Taylor were out of the same class. He went to Colorado, but uh, yeah. you and Taylor, it seemed to um, I just remember practices sometimes you, too. I mean, you guys you guys were playing, practicing, but you guys were having a lot of fun.
1: Taylor is a, Taylor's a great guy and I, I, I talked to him a little bit on, through social media and stuff because he's doing his quarterback camps. But, you know, it's weird how it, you know, you know, kids want to get recruited and they want to go to a big school. And you don't understand when you go to a big school, there's a new three, four, five star guy every year coming to try to take your job. So when that whole thing broke with with Taylor and, you know, Coach will having a history with him, um, you know, and giving up two scholarships to get him, you know, it, it makes you nervous, you know, because it's like, hey, look, I've waited my turn. You know i feel like i'm the guy now and then here's this new guy coming in from colorado he's obviously really recruited well and then he shows up and we just turned into great friends i mean he just he was an awesome friend of mine he helped me so much um he was a student of the game and uh like you said i mean you know we went from you know from, from not knowing each other and kind of really battling for a job to really kind of connecting and working so well together um and it was awesome i mean it was it was awesome having taylor with me and um, you know, he won some games for us and was huge for us. Uh, you know, the SC game, Taylor played great. Um, you know, so it was just, it was, it was a really cool relationship, you know, a relationship that you're nervous about prior. Yeah. You know, but then once he comes in, I mean, shoot, we were great buddies and just kind of went through, went to battle together every
0: day and, and, uh, really well, worked well with each other. I feel like. We've had several interns over the years and it's always fun to, we call it messing with the interns, right? yeah. Uh, I know you guys like to mess with the young guys. Did you and Taylor Barton mess with Isaiah Standback a little bit? We messed with him a little bit. I was always the guy that it was I don't know. I mean the
1: the guy that got messed with the most was was Reggie. I mean, oh my gosh, Reggie's freshman year Reggie, I can't even tell you all this. Reggie went through a lot, some some hazing early for the old guys, and they were they were big on that when I first got to UW. And then by the time I left as a, as as a senior, it wasn't quite as bad as it was when I was younger. But I just remember Reggie getting up to sing, and and uh, he stood on in the uh, Olympia down there at Evergreen. We go to he stands up to sing, and somebody said, "Hey, are you gonna?" Catch more balls than Jeremy Stevens. And yeah, I'm gonna if Cody throws them to me, are you gonna are you better than Charles Frederick? Charles Ferguson, my guy. Anyway, they're just hazing him and going all through the questions. And it came down to the those last questions of, hey, do you think you're better than Charles Frederick? And basically Reggie said in some choice words, I'm better than everybody in this room. And it was over. Dinner was over. It cleared long story short reggie had some really nice braids and his braids were no longer there the next day maybe there was some missing eyebrow action i don't know i don't that's a rumor i've heard i don't know long story short, reggie, rumor the, the long story short reggie came out the next day and he had a headband on to keep the sweat out of his eyes because of the, the night before and he was not lying Kim. him he was of all of us he was amazing so that was a cool story i mean i'm not i'm not uh uh, I guess uh, promoting hazing and things like that, and, and getting after a freshman. But that's a story that I remember of him getting up to sing and saying, I'm better than everybody in this room. He got, he got tuned up a little bit that night, I guess you could say. And the next day he came out and proved it. It was awesome. And he was just so much fun to play with and and uh, a great friend to this day.
0: You know, I remember back in your freshman year, you know, Tui went down. You had to step in. Uh, he hurt your back a little bit, and uh, you got your red shirt your back. What do you remember? Yeah, I just remember.
1: Yeah, you know, playing a little bit as a freshman and and not really being ready and and having a chance to play in a couple games, uh, but then kind of getting banged up. Never really had a had a um, you know a weight room experience like you do when you get to college. So, um, you know, was able to get a red shirt year back, which was great. You know, gave me that fifth year. I mean, I guess you could look at it different if I if I wouldn't have played that senior year if I had to leave, maybe I'd have been drafted higher. But that's okay uh you know back to the story with little about him telling me to stay and me deciding to stay you know if I'd have left after that junior year who knows where I would have been drafted and who knows how my NFL career would have been you know it's really when you go to the NFL it's it's right place at the right time and getting a coach that believes in you so maybe I would have had a longer career maybe things would have turned out different because you know, I was a confident guy and and you know you got to get put in the right situation it's so a lot of guys that are drafted now they want to play right away when they go to the NFL but really it's a different game you need to sit behind somebody and learn and And uh, but anyway, I I couldn't be in a better place than I am right now. I love what I do for a living. I have a beautiful family and I'm in a great, great spot. So uh, it all worked out exactly how it needed to be for me. Uh, But if I wouldn't have got that fresh or that redshirt year, if I would have left after that junior, who knows how my football playing career would have turned out. But I don't think I would have been in as good a place as I am now. So
0: it was all good for me. Tell me about some games that jump out that you remember that you kind of think about a little bit here and there. Oh, well, the the, uh, the Rose Bowl game. I mean, that, the
1: Rose Bowl game, you know, you talk about having the adrenaline go through your body. You know, you got your guy who's been your fierce leader and taking you to a Rose Bowl, and next thing you know, he's jogging off the field, he's banged up, and here you are, redshirt freshman, going in to, to try to win a, a Rose Bowl game, you know? So the guys, they like to tease me after, saying I was so nervous, but I felt good. I mean, I felt like I probably had never thrown a ball as hard as I had warming up in that, on the sideline trying to get myself ready, but... I was able to complete a couple passes in that Rose Bowl, and then I remember the look we were getting. They were they were playing press coverage and bringing everybody in the box, and we were going to throw a fade to, to Elstrom. And uh, anyway, long story short, before I had the opportunity to throw that ball, I see Newhouse yelling, "Timeout! Timeout!" And here comes Marcus jogging out out of the locker room. So you know my couple snaps uh, were over, and I go to the sideline. And sure enough, they played press coverage, and Marcus was able to throw a touchdown. and And we were able to win that game. But after the game, it was like, gosh, dang, if he could have just stayed in the locker room a little bit longer, maybe I would have had a chance to throw a touchdown in the Rose Bowl. But that game jumps out to me. uh, The Apple Cups, I mean, well, I guess before the Apple Cup, I had a third-degree shoulder separation against USC my sophomore year. And I don't know if people really realize how bad that shoulder was. I mean, looking back on it, I'm proud of how tough I was to be able to play through it. The guys that really know, I mean, I have pictures on my phone and pictures of, I mean, third-degree shoulder separation or your throwing shoulder, you don't play. And not only did I play, but I, I set the school record for passing yards against Arizona, and I ran the game winner in that game. And if, if people had a chance to see what my shoulder looked like, I think I'd have a little bit of a different respect factor because it was it was pretty gruesome. So I'm pretty proud of that game, being able to play through it and getting it out and getting that win. Um against arizona after blowing out that shoulder and then played the rest of the season with that uh but other games that jump out i mean gosh the 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 apple cups stand out especially the last apple cup because the last apple cut i mean cup i just i mean i played through so many injuries as guys do uh but i played through some pretty gruesome ones uh uh as a quarterback and and to play through a torn peck after that second game against Indiana, not really practicing that much, but being beat up all year, having our linemen get hurt and going from a team that had expectations of winning a Rose Bowl to where, gosh, we're barely keeping our head above water and we're six and six, to be able to hit Corey Williams in the in the, the corner of that end zone for my final pass at, at UW was that was pretty cool for me, you know, because that was a really rough senior year. I'm. I'm disappointed that we were, we were, we underachieved. We didn't win as many games as we were supposed to, but uh, to be able to go out kind of on a high note, beating Washington state for the fifth year, you know, I never lost to
0: Washington state. So I was pretty proud of that. I just remember that game. Well, first of all, it was cold. I mean, it was yeah. freaking cold. And then, and then after the game, um, There's bottles and everything being thrown on the field. And Rick wants to break it down in the middle of the field in Pullman.
1: No, that was the year before. That was my junior year. That was my junior year. So that was my junior year. That was the three overtime game. And that was so cold. And I do. I remember walking off the field. My mom's out there with her Cody or three jersey. I'm like, mom, cover up. People are throwing stuff. Uh, I think Jim Dave's got hit with a bottle and cracked his eye open out there. And Rick's just cussing the student section. There's four or five police officers around him and he was trying to fight people and (laughs) it was that game yeah that was the three overtime game where the lateral happened and all that that was my junior year in Pullman, and they were supposed to be going to the Rose Bowl and if you watch somebody shared that on Twitter the other day well a couple months ago um, and if you actually that game should have been over I think it was in regulation or the first overtime it was so cold outside that I took a snap and I was getting ready to throw it and I dropped the ball and it went off my shoulder and it hit, I think it was Todd Backer in the back, and I pulled it off his back, and I rolled out. the right, and hit Kevin Ware in the end zone, and it should have been game over. Uh, and if they had instant replay like they do nowadays, it would have been over, but uh, they called a double forward pass, even though I did not throw the ball I dropped it. And then that game went to the three overtimes, and I think John Anderson made five field goals. And So that was my junior year in Pullman. The senior year, that was my final pass. That's, that's in Husky Stadium where I think there's a minute left. And I hit uh, Corey Williams in the the end zone of our tunnel
0: down there. I just remember that apple cup, you know, just out on the field and everything being thrown. And Tank Johnson was trying to get up in the stands. Patrick Reddick was trying to get up in the stands. (laughs) And there was four guys holding Reggie back, you know, going into the student section. But I was like, yeah, can you imagine Tank actually getting over there?
1: Yeah, that was, I was just ready for that game to be over. It was so cold. It was so late at night. Um, but yes, to your point, all the tough guys in the student section who want who, who wanted to call those guys out, it's a good thing they didn't get in the student section because those were guys you didn't want to miss with. So uh, yeah, it's it's good that that we were able to get out of there. But yeah, to your point about Rick, he was he was fired up, man, he was, he was ready to roll. That
0: and then. A wild you, night. And then when you leave the stadium, you got to go up the tunnel and then you've got to go through all the fans to get to the locker room.
1: I know, and I was just so tired and so mentally drained. and My body was hurting, and I was just like, gosh, I, all this extracurricular. I just wanted my mom to get the heck out of there because it was getting wild, and, and I just wanted to get to the locker room and try to feel my toes because I couldn't feel my toes. It was so cold out there. But that was a wild night. That was a wild night. Let's go! It's the most all-star-studded challenge ever, and this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars, new season now streaming on Paramount+. Go to paramountplus.com to try it free. Terms apply.
0: I just want to run down. I'm just going to name off some players. Just give me a quick, you know, quick reaction on some guys. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pat Conniff. Oh, probably the toughest guy ever.
1: Pat Conniff. I mean, just a tough, tough guy, a warrior. Uh, Anthony Kelly. AK 47. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, great football player, huge personality. Willie Hurst oh Willie Hurst my I I just love Willie Hurst I don't know uh I don't know a specific word to describe him but Willie have had as much flavor as anybody uh anybody that I ever played with just an awesome personality
0: Willie was a big-time basketball player down in uh down in Ellison Oh,
1: Willie was amazing. See, Willie and I's game were, were so different. That's why I got better when I was, when I came to Seattle is because I was able to use some of that creativity. See, my game, I just, I was the garbage man. You know, I was just going to make it ugly and, and just grind it out. So those guys like Willie and, and guys like that, Dominic Shaw, who was my roommate. I mean, those guys that played high level basketball in LA, I mean, they could really, really handle it. So it helped improve my game. I'm a competitor. I'm not. But Willie's way, way, way more skilled than me. But I was going to back Willie down.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the creature, Kai Ellis.
1: Oh, that's it. That's the creature. I mean, Kai used to sleep in his pads. What two nights before a game, Friday walk or Thursday walk through or Friday walk through, uh, Kai's game pants were going on and they weren't coming off till after the game. So uh, that's the best way to describe him was the creature. Uh, his brother uh, Jason actually played here at. Uh, played here for the stampede uh and i ended up playing against kai in canada because he played in the canadian league for a long time Our, oh my, jeremiah farms is one of a kind jeremiah farms is one of a kind uh yeah i have good stories about jeremiah farms but we probably better not say him on here but jeremiah, <laughs> guy, jeremiah was uh i think i was the only uh the only guy uh the unique guy in my row of lockers and uh jerry's used to always jeremiah used to always say man cp you're, you're one of us man and which was pretty cool you know coming up from a guy like that but jeremiah was as unique as you could possibly be um I was always so cool with Jeremiah. And then and then later after it was or, or t- towards oh his senior year, he was like, Man, CP, I wonder what it'd be like to sack you. <laughs> and I was like, Hey man, I'm your quarterback. And so uh then he kind of got on that kick of what it'd be like to sack me. He wanted to mess me up, but uh boy, he was as unique as you could be and what a great football player. I mean, just his he is one of the best football players I've ever been around. He was so good. Your uh your protector, Elliot Silvers oh yeah elliot i wish i had had elliot the whole time elliot was on that rose bowl team and boy he was he was just a monster one of the biggest guys strongest guys and that that rose bowl o-line boy they were amazing those guys were just so good and uh you know he was he was one of the anchors to that
0: marquis cooper
1: oh man coop yes what sad deal right i mean uh just a great football player such a nice guy uh, love fishing and and uh just just so sad you know what what would happen to him and and uh just a, a great football player an amazing guy a guy you had to go against quite a bit throwing the ball at jimmy noll yeah just great player great player and a, and uh you know guy that get made, made a big impact in the game
0: <laughs> matt rogers <laughs>
1: Oh, I still follow. And you—you don't follow Matt Rogers on Instagram? You're missing out. I mean, just huge personality, great guy, and just huge uh, personality.
0: What do you think when you saw him on American Idol? I thought it was awesome. I
1: thought it was so cool too when he was going through and singing and stuff. And he actually had me send him a jersey. I don't know if he ever wore it when I was in San Francisco. I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, a guy's gonna rock my jersey and. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just a huge personality, just a great guy, and I still love following him to this day. I haven't seen him forever, but, uh, you know, I watched his Instagram feed, and uh looks like he's doing great, and uh, yeah. All right, Tui. Just a fierce leader, fierce leader, uh guy I looked up to. You know, obviously, have uh, I'm a guy that has uh, – a lot of my friends are older than me, and a lot of guys that, you know, I just have respect for my elders, and, and Tui was a guy that I looked up to, and – in a big time way and the success he had and the way he led and and just a fierce fierce competitor
0: first time you laid eyes on rich alexis and you knew he was a running back first time i laid
1: eyes on him. well
0: i i think i knew about rich and
1: et and those guys because of the
0: john anderson connection
1: because john was my roommate my first roommate and so i'd always hear about these guys from john but uh yeah rich what a what a great athlete rich and et those guys were great basketball players too so I just add those to the list of guys that helped me improve my game because they were they were really, really good basketball players Reggie Williams that's my guy it's my guy i mean we he texted me yesterday we we go back and forth and uh you know I mean cody to reggie was was so big and um you know just' one of my great friends and uh you know we've linked up a couple times at games and uh you yeah, know just proud to have played with him and and uh just an awesome football player and you know, we tease each other as much as anybody. You talked about having fun with Taylor. I had a lot of fun with Reggie too. So even to this day, we te- we tease each other a ton and uh, talk smack back and forth to each other. But uh, just just proud to have been able to play with him. There was a thoroughbred horse named Cody to Reggie. Absolutely, I got a I got a frame to my wall. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Ron Crockett had a had a Cody to Reggie horse. I've actually got a picture of it in my house. I thought I had it in my office here, but I don't. But yeah, there's a Cody to Reggie horse and. Uh, he run his first couple races
0: yeah i, I remember being down at Otson. and i can't remember whether it was your junior or senior year and they had a corner who was about five seven out wide on reggie and you would just keep on throwing quick outs to reggie they'd come up and hit his thigh punch and bounce off and he'd just keep running
1: that was a game to remember too there was a lot of history in that one too because i think uh coach Newhouse took some heat for that one but we were my junior year. We were at Otson, and we were down fourteen nothing. And I just remember looking at Reggie. We're staying on the sidelines, and I they scored in the first possession. I think the next possession, I think maybe Rich fumbled or something, or we turned it. Maybe I fumbled. Put it on me. I don't know. Something happened. We turned the ball over, and they scored again. It was fourteen nothing. The place was on fire, and I just remember looking at Reggie and our line like, guys, we're all right. We're going to be all right here. We haven't even really touched the ball, and we're down fourteen nothing. We're going to be all right. And then I think we rattled off forty-two unanswered to beat them forty-two fourteen, and that's when the whole. uh being on the field and taking the pictures in front of the 42 to 14 and uh yeah that was that was a pretty fun night as well was it
0: better was it more fun beating oregon or was washington state
1: i don't know i mean both of those were i mean huge wins i mean obviously as a competitor you don't want to lose to anybody you don't want, you want to beat anybody you can but for the rivalry with oregon and washington state i mean i think that was always kind of the deal you know no matter i think i remember talking to coach pete about that no matter what, happen- what happens during the season you don't lose to washington state like you can't do it um you know so both of those both of those games i was able to my my junior and senior year we beat oregon and then beat washington state all five years and then we didn't play oregon my sophomore year so so for the time that i was starting quarterback we never lost to either one of those schools so as much as I'm disappointed in how we were able to finish that June or that senior year and only go six and six, that I'm pretty proud to be able to say I never lost to Wazoo or or Oregon as a starting quarterback.
0: State player of the year, football, basketball, never lost to Washington State or Oregon. Not bad, not bad. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> One more guy I want to ask you about uh, uh, Keith Gilbertson. What was it like working with Gilby? He's so awesome. I love
1: Coach Gilbertson. You know, i I saw him. I've saw him a couple times when I came back, and we have talked a little bit. We got to get we got to get on the golf course together. He's got to help my golf game. We've joked about that. That he's a lot better player than me. He needs to get me lined out because I'm trying to be a player now. But uh, just a great offensive mind. You know, uh, thankful that I had an opportunity to play for him and learn from him. Um, you know, there's uh, you know just just a great mind and a great
0: person, and and uh, have a ton of love for Coach Gilbertson and then um i wanted to also ask i forgot to ask you about one of the things was um you know tell me about it was indiana game you tore your pec muscle your senior year yeah yeah how, crazy how much did that have, that had to have impacted you quite a bit kim i didn't even i you know the
1: older you the older you get the tougher you were and all that stuff but you know I, as much as I and it's, it's crazy looking back on it because now looking back on it, like my kids want to play and stuff and Playing through injuries and that's just how i was raised like you rub some dirt damn dirt on it and you go play you know like you just that's how that's the tough man mentality that i was raised with but looking back on it gosh it, it sure as heck didn't help me going to the next level and as pr- as proud as i am for all that during college it didn't it didn't help me you know it's kind of like looked at as damaged goods and and it didn't help my performance you know and when you tear a peck as as a quarterback on your right side you don't play through that, you know, and I don't want to make an excuse in any way, shape or form. There's things that I could have done different. You know, I could have been better in the film room. I could have been better in so many different ways. Um, you know, but that tough as well. I don't want to make an excuse in any way, shape or form of what happened, but it was, it was a bad injury. I mean, guys would, you know, I remember Reggie coming up behind me and kind of trying to grab on me. I mean, it looked like I had an implant underneath my right arm. I mean, I was swollen. I had pus all up in there. It was a, it was a pretty nasty injury. Um, and I remember getting on the edge and trying to run that guy over. We lost to Ohio State in the first game. Uh, they were the defending national champs. And we come home against Indiana, and I checked to an option and got up on the edge. And I ran with that tough man mentality is trying to run somebody over. And I got hit. And I just remember, man, it hurt so bad. And it affected me the rest of the year. I had that big swollen, you know, right peck all the way into my armpit. I mean, it was into my, my armpit. had pus in it. It was It was nasty. So, again, I don't want to make an excuse in any way, shape, or form, but – uh, an injury that you know playing with a third degree shoulder separation my sophomore year was pretty amazing, and then doing with that tour pack my senior year, uh, those are pretty some pretty gruesome injuries that uh, I probably wouldn't recommend playing
0: with. So, but I hit it. How much you uh keeping tabs on uh, what's going on up at UW football, and did you have a relationship with Coach Peterson at all? Yeah, Coach Peterson was great, you know,
1: he's a guy that was here, you know, and this is this is hometown for me. My office, I'm in Boise right now so i love boise I'm, I'm a boise guy um so the success he had here and then what he was able to do at uw was just amazing i mean talk about just a great leader i mean he's just a guy that just a model citizen and a and guy that does it the right way and have so much respect for him and what he was able to do um you know and respected how he left the program you know he left the program with, with jimmy that he's just going to do a great job the excitement's i think is as high now as it's ever been so um yeah, Coach Pete was amazing, uh, uh, you know, just proud of what he was able to do and and uh, so excited
0: about the future of the program. Are you following much of what's going on over there now with Coach Lake?
1: Yeah, just on social media and stuff. I try to make it back to a game every year. Ever since I went out to uh, – I went to New York to the Rutgers game a couple of years ago um, with Jen and, and was able to do a little talking out there. And I've kind of tried to come back to one game every year since then. Um, but yeah, I've been following on social media and try to retweet and, and, uh, you know, like as many things as I can, because like I said earlier, I, I just think the program
0: is in great hands and I'm excited to see what, where it goes from here. I just remember being on the sidelines and seeing you there and all of a sudden Reggie showed up and you guys hadn't seen each other in a long time. You guys were like two puppies who hadn't seen each other in five years. You guys were, you guys were crazy on the sidelines. You remember that?
1: Oh, I do. I do. We had a ton of, we probably spent too much time in, in Montlake prior to coming in. That's probably why we were so excited. But, uh, but yeah, it was Reggie's my guy. I love Reggie and and having a chance to come back and and be on the sideline in a, in a non-pressure situation. You know, when I played, if you know how I was, you know, I was, I was ready to roll on game days You know, I was focused and, and, and everything And, and being able to come back and enjoy it with no pressure of playing. It's pretty fun. It's always fun to see Reggie. I always joke with him about he needs to get closer out here uh to me and we got to find a way to get our families linked up but um yeah it's always good to see him tell me about your kids i have uh love my kids more than anything in the world i've got cash who's nine uh who's seven and my little man Cruz, he's four and boy uh people who tell you you know kids have different personalities it's so so true and my oldest he's he's more like me he's you know attention to detail he's a skilled guy he he wants to do right um you know he's a deep thinker uh and then my little girl's kind of a mixture between the two uh she's very very emotional probably gets that from her daddy um uh and uh cash cash he's you know he, he's got his mama's book smart so he's he's a deep thinker deep uh, good reader just just a good student um and like i said Maisie's my emotional one and then Cruz, boy he's just hell on wheels man He's just He's he's uh, I don't know. He's going to be a fighter pilot or he's going to be a smoke jumper or something. He's a wild man. He'll be the gunner on punt team. I promise that he's going to be he's just going to be a wild man. So he's kind of the glue that keeps us together. It sounds like Nikoshevsky. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For Oh, George Arzinka is one of those guys. Uh he, he's going to be, yeah, and uh, I love my wife more than anything in the world. She's not real tall. She's only about 5'3", so uh, right now they're on the shorter side. So, yeah, Cruz could be a, could be one of those guys, Olszewski, the gunner on the punt team and just running him down and throwing his body in the, in the
0: harm's way. i, I got to tell you one more thing. You know, in the five years you were at UW, I remember Cody Pickett had Coach Speak down more than anybody I'd <laughs> ever talked to. And the final day your final press conference before the final wazoo game i remember i wasn't there but you just opened up and i said what's the deal i wasn't there yeah and you said you should have been there now i'm talking to you and you're talking but you never said i don't think you said anything but coach speak for five years cody you're so right and i
1: I just i remember uh i was yeah this so and, and guys nowadays are not like that you know but i was by the book, and I used to always try to avoid the media. You know, they would, they would call out and say, all right, there's we need these seven guys today. And if you didn't call my name, you know, I was sneaking out of there. I like, and then would always say, Cody, you're the quarterback. you got to do media every day. Why do you want to talk to me? Talk to somebody else. So, yeah, I was I was by the book, coach speaking. I was always trying to get out of talking to the media, um, which that's one of the things looking back on. I should have been more open to it than, than I was. But uh, maybe that's just how I, uh, how I was raised. But, yeah, I was always trying to
0: avoid whenever I could. We, we got what we needed, but it was kind of funny because we would actually and we would ask the questions before you got there and we would answer them before you got there and they were pretty much the same thing. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I wasn't going to say anything I wasn't supposed to. I'd like to congratulate Ohio State on a great well-fought football game. We could, we could do Rick pretty much too, So, but uh, yeah. those are the fun times. Cody, we hope to see you anytime soon. Are you going to get back here anytime soon? Yeah, plan is to come to one game a year. So, yeah, I don't have one circled on my calendar right
1: now. You know, with all this craziness going on, who knows what this year is going to look like. But my plan is to come to one early game every year. Since I'm coaching boys, my season's back a little bit farther. Um, usually I couldn't come to a game after the middle of October because I'm coaching hoops. But now with the the guys, we don't start until November. So I'll pick out a good game in the in the early fall and, and come up and I'll make sure I say hi. All right? You better bring your golf clubs. Let's do it. You got to help my game out, too.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Cody Pickett, go dogs. On May 23rd,
1: I want to go back to normal.
0: What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what?
1: A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself.
0: You will not beat us for the end. I have vision somehow. Make it stop, make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus.